This is episode 174. What? Of G.I. Joburg. My name is Steve. We've got a full house this evening. Introduce yourselves, gentlemen. Paul from the deep, dark, cold Joburg. And throwing it over to... Robert in Cape Town, where it is, it is quite cold, but pleasantly so. Good to have you back, brother. Of course, you got yeah. Trigo in Long Beach. Under a new roof, with a new internet connection, but with the same old squad. And rounding out the team, we have a new addition to the squad. A fellow by the name of Jake. Hello, Jake. Howdy, how are y'all? Fantastic, sir. Jake has been messaging me for a number of years now, and we've been dying to get him on the show. But for some other reason, <laughs> we always have to call it off because uh, it's Mother's Day or it's Christmas or something. <laughs> but we finally got it right, and it, it's with some irony that we're recording on Father's Day, in fact. But uh, Jake was able to swing that one past his wife. <laughs> some Father's Day magic. It's fantastic to finally have you, sir. I am so glad to be here and to talk to y'all at long last. Um, <laughs> Hopefully I can add something significant to what we're discussing. No doubt. It is always welcome to have someone who is essentially boots on the ground in the United States, able to pause comments on latest releases. I mean, we are all pretty remote when it comes to the newest toys hitting the shelves. Uh, you can be our man on the spot. Because we know, like, Cujo is all about, I don't know, chasing the esoteric. <laughs> Who knows what his collecting <laughs> habits are at these days. I made my Walmart trip yesterday to oh. just just to check. Just maybe, maybe Jada Toys had their stuff there. Maybe, maybe by accident, you know, yeah. there was a G.I. Joe figure on the shelf. You know, I had my mask on. I had my uh, social distancing, but I had to go down the toy aisle. And, you know, and just no luck yet, but eventually those things will show up. Jada Toys, remind me, are they the ones putting out the uh, little vehicles, the die-cost mini vehicles? Yeah, that's correct. The vehicles and then the, what, roughly one-inch metal figures. Ah, too cool, man. Okay, so nothing, nothing as of yet. Nothing, nothing. And, you know, the only thing I can say about my area, I'm in... You know, if anybody, I'm in Corpus Christi, Texas, that area, which is the third coast of the U.S., the Gulf Coast. And, you know, we tend not to get things at the very beginning. They show, things show up in California first, and then they matriculate across to us. Can you speak to that, Cooch? Has anything trickled to the West Coast just yet? I can't talk about any trickling, but please continue, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, Every now and then, we, weird stuff happens, especially with everybody being closed off for the last several months. Things have still been moving around in the supply chain. So I would hope that those G.I. Joe toys are sitting there waiting to go out on the shelf. Wow. I think I just got goosebumps, buddy. We are, of course, recording this in the wake of good old Full Force's news flash about or news burst, I should say, about uh, the retro collection being shipped, you know, bill of ladings appearing on uh, histank.com, evidencing the fact that the retro collection is in fact in country. It was in Canada first. And actually a real thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a myth. It exists. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> 
So this is very exciting. This is a very closely guarded secret. To date, we have not seen what shape this retro collection will take. And it's anybody's guess, but it's 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 down to a matter of days now as to when we find out. Ah, Jake, by way of introduction, here at G.I. Joburg, we ask a few distinct questions. I'm sure you know what they are, but we'd love to know from you. What was your favorite Joe figure, your favorite Cobra figure, your favorite Joe vehicle, and your favorite Cobra figure? All right, vehicle. <laughs> All right. Not necessarily in that order, but if you can distill it down to some favorites, it'll tell us a lot about who you are. What I finally decided to do with my favorites was I go with the first figure I got. Nice. Because everything changed. As a kid, you got that new figure, and it was your favorite for about two weeks, and then you got that next new figure, and it was your favorite for the next couple weeks until you got a new figure. But my first G.I. Joe figure ever was Clutch. And so I, I, I was born in 75. So I, the first Joes I hit were straight arm. So I, um, 1982, I got a clutch and a vamp. And that was the first GI Joe figure and vehicle that I got. And I have to admit, there's probably still my favorite, even though clutch is not the kind of guy person that I would want to be anymore. You know, he's kind of a uh, misogynistic, you know, greasy, you know, kind of guy on his file card. He's still my favorite character because he's the first one I ever got. And I still have my original figure. He's worn out and blood, you know, broken thumbs and broken crotch and been through the sand a couple of hundred times. And I've got a nice pretty one for my collection. But I still have my original, he's still my favorite, G.I. Joe. And the yeah. same goes for the vamp. I mean, that vehicle is just so slick. You've got your original vamp still. I still have my original vamp. Outstanding. Now, lost gas tanks. You know, it's broken up. It's pieces. But I still have it. And it's still, once I get to put to put it out on a shelf again, it'll be in a prized position right next to something that looks new and clean and this thing's falling apart and glued together, but it's still going to be the prized possession in mind. It earned its stripes though, Jake. I mean, I think, I always think of like the MasterCard commercial that like, you know, those battle scars, those broken thumbs, the, the, that missing paint, those touches are priceless because they all have a nostalgic resonance. <laughs> for everything else there's mastercard but i mean you know you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like the those no, absolutely the the uniqueness that makes it your toy also elevate that thing to being worth more to you than money oh yeah and that's i mean it's several pieces of my gi joe collection are that way like beautiful you know and then the final figure my favorite cobra the first one that i got was the mail away cobra commander Oh jeez. How oh, how do you go from that? That is beautiful. That's so lucky. Well and you know, it was just it was I had the I had this this paper, you know, and it had order your wristbands and your headband, red, white, Name. and blue with Joe on it, you know, and then order your Cobra Commander, this many flag points. I saved up for the flag points, the flag points from the vamp, the flag points from 
the couple of figures I got in addition and mailed away and Cobra Commander was sent to me in a nice little box. Oh, that was Silver Face cool. or the, That's or the so lucky. Silver Helmet and Mickey Mouse. Wow. Oh, nice. You jumped on that. My goodness, that's that's terrific. Well, and I just I didn't know the difference at the time, and I'll tell mm. you what, it's still a Mickey Mouse, but you can still tell it. But it is it's beat up just like Clutch was, you know. <laughs> but I have one, you know what I mean, and it's mine. And he's held up better than some of the other figures. I lost his gun, okay, but he still got both thumbs and a crotch. So yes. from being from 1983 and 19, you know, in that era and having played out in the yard and having been under the house with where the dogs sleep and, you know, it just, they're still with me and special. And so those two will always have a special case. Now, as I've grown older, I appreciate other characters more, you know, there's more depth to them. But Cobra Commander being from a used car salesman to, and I'm of the, I grew up with the comic book because I didn't have the access to the cartoon where huh. I lived. That's interesting. Most uh, most folks from the United States who've been on this show, the cartoons was the sort of uh, gateway drug, as it were. Well, I lived out, and we had four channels up until I was like 10 years old. We had ABC, CBS, NBC, which are the three primary networks in the U.S. And then we had PBS, which is the public broadcasting system. And so those are the four channels I had. And so there was no G.I. Joe hmm. cartoon. And so Perfect. I got G.I. Joe off the spinner racks at the little grocery store on my way to elementary school in the morning. Oh, as it should be. That's so great. Yeah. Nice. So my first G.I. Joe comic book was issue nine, which featured Clutch. Huh. Nine was? It was oh, yes. Not... Scarlet Saves the Day. That's right. Oh, I love that issue, man. So yeah. much. The idea of the unlikely pairing. Oh, jeez. That, that's some, some classic Joe stuff. And, and yet not written by Larry Harmer. No, hey, no. Magical. But I got a few issues later, and I've been hooked ever since, you know. And uh, uh, it just, between the five, Mike, I grew up, it was file cards and comic book that led my imagination. It was a good well, hey? I mean, the, yeah. between the file cards and those early comic books, just such vivid stuff. But you still owe us one more favorite. Can you nail down your favorite Cobra vehicle? It's got to be his tank. Oh, yes. The original his tank. You know, and I'll tell you, it's close to a snake armor. I really loved the snake armor because it was one of the first things I had, too. But that his tank is just something special about it. And his tank versus the vamp happened a whole lot in the middle of my living room. Wonderful. I'm glad you are singing the praises of the snake as well, because not too many folks have warmed to that. I know Paul kind of opposes it, my love for it sometimes. But then, in recent memory, Kirk Bozigian unearthed the original concept sketches of the snake. Oh, yeah. Holy crap! I will dig that up and repost it on the G.I. Joburg socials. Yeah, it's beautiful. So and if somebody... If, yeah, and... 
such a different look too but uh but you can see where yeah look you you can see what they were going for which is so beautiful you know limitations of the plastic aside like if money was no object and tooling was no object and sculpting was no object like we can see exactly how detailed and how magnificent this thing is and how unique it is amongst cobra equipment or gi joe toys in general for that matter oh yeah i'm gonna say it's still a cool toy though Oh, Paul, we've won you over, have we? Yeah, because we got, I got that nice one, uh, one of the, the cool gents at, uh, in the States when we were in New York. Mm. Uh, I, I struggle to remember the gentleman's name now, but he brought us, uh, like a bag of Joe stuff and there was a snake armor. Mike McCormanic. Yes, yes. Yes. On the, yes. yes. We saw I, him in, in, in Chattanooga and then we saw him again in, in New York. Or you guys did. Correct. Yes, wonder. yeah. Yes, and we all got a black snake. Awesome. Yeah. From Rise of Cobra. Thanks, Mike. Oh, yeah. That's a nice fig. That's a nice toy set. It is. Very cool toy. Yeah. Good toy. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's swing the mic over, if you don't mind, Jake. Uh, we, sure. we, we haven't spoken to my buddy Rob in a good long while. Rob, how the hell are you, man? I've huh. missed you, my friend. Hmm. Alright, no, I've been, I've definitely been surviving. Um, it's very strange times. I think definitely unprecedented times. Um, across the entire planet. Um, it's just, it's, it's just crazy how much, you know, one little thing can change the entire world. Um, and everything is just totally different now. Um, it's also just weird to slowly get back to normal, as it were. In South Africa here itself, I mean, we've been at it for over a hundred days now. Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, um, things still aren't anywhere near normal, but it's it's been interesting. Uh, slowly getting back to work again, which which I quite enjoy being being able to get out again, you know, for official reasons. Because for a while there, you had to just stay at home, you couldn't do anything. Where are your papers? Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> where your papers <laughs> can't leave can leave your house like this. And yeah, it's it's just it's it's interesting um, to kind of get get slowly get back to normal again. There's been some fan speculation over on the Patreon. Uh, one of the, the the guys asked, and I'm just keeping him anonymous, but he was like, he sent us some well wishes. He was just like, I hope you guys are all doing well with regards to the lockdown, etc. Please send his love to everybody at GI Joburg, and um, he hopes that Rob is winning the cigarette wars. Because <laughs> yeah, because he was like he could just imagine that you're like Mad Max on Fury Road right now trying to get cigarettes. Thank Lord. He's not far off. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, compared to a lot of people, I think I've I've kind of just kind of like waited. I'm just waiting until they allow it legally again, uh, which apparently hasn't stopped up to ninety percent of smokers in South Africa to get this still yep. get cigarettes despite a hundred days of not being allowed to smoke. Yep. Money talks, man. Oh. Absolutely, money talks, and if, if uh, you know, if if your addiction is strong enough, you, you you can't kind of at least step away for a while. Um, but definitely, you know, I mean, for me at least, uh, it was a money thing. Like there just comes a point where, hearing the prices that people are charging, I was just like, I can't afford to do that. Either I can survive another month, or I can, you know, have a cigarette today. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. let me make it to another month. I have a question for you, Rob. Yeah. You are a fan of the Havoc. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a pretty cool vehicle. Would it be improved by the orange parts being coloured red? Hmm. What, like a bright red? Or more like a like just a normal G.I. Joe red? Mm, normal G.I. Joe red. Uh, I'm trying to think of a an analogue to that red. Fang Missile red? 
Fang missile mm-hmm. red, yeah. The the, the red yeah. from the fang missiles or the, the stinger jeep missiles. I don't think it would make much much too much of a difference. Unless you kind of just go, you know, make it... It would fit in with, like, the pack rats, for instance. And, I mean, the, the orange itself isn't really that offensive to me, at least. Um, it's kind of like a muted orange. I mean, yes, it kind of can glow a bit in the light, but um, generally it, it still, to me at least, fits in with the green and the and the grey colour scheme. I have no problems with, with, hmm. with, with the orange. You're just going to have to... I guess I just have a misconception that was steeped by the fact that the first time I'd ever seen a Havoc was in an Action Force commercial, so it had the red accents. And then, oh, those British people. <laughs> well, the, w- watching G.I. Joe the movie, as I did as a child, like over and over and over and over again, the accessory parts that are orange on the, the American release are colored red in the cartoon. So I'm like, it's so jarring to me. I <laughs> Let me catch you up, Rob. In the interim... I have been <laughs> buying up Joe toys that I thought that I would never want, but I've kind of reached a stage where I'm like, I need new Joe toys. So I'm hitting the like the C list. <laughs> and the Havoc <laughs> was on that. And so I'm like, I'm looking at this toy and I'm like, oh, it really bugs me that it's orange. It's so weird. It does not fit any palette other than perhaps the Devilfish, which also like just really hits me right between the eyes, man. Well, it's it's a thing to itself. I mean, the the vehicle itself is quite compact. I think it's quite sleek. Um, and and if if it bothers you that much, just take the missiles off. I mean, <laughs> the, the little guns at the front really aren't that noticeable. I think generally, um, and the guns at the back as well. I mean, but I, I think the orange is 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 it it still fits in with the whole aesthetic of the thing. If I had to choose a color, I would choose the orange. Huh. I don't think the red yeah. would necessarily look that good. Okay. I'll try. I'll try and adjust my views, boys. But I mean, it's it's influenced by your perceptions. I think yeah. you know. You obviously you saw it originally red, and that's how you kind of see it in your head. So it's not quite right for you, at least. Maybe customize it. Do yeah, you? or maybe just look for those parts somehow on the aftermarket, because I, I I do try where possible to not have vehicles that have action force stickering. Mm. But I just can't get past the the orange instead of the red. As I say, it would fit fits so much better with things like the pack rats. Like the orange kind of comes out of nowhere. Anyways, let me drop this OCD <laughs> nonsense because clearly I need to appreciate this vehicle. Someone else who exactly. appreciates this vehicle and and has a request for GI Joburg now that I am in the land of the dreadnoks is Bart Simon who was like, yeah, you got to do a dreadnoks thunder machine versus the uh, the havoc. And I was like, we kind of did that, man. We <laughs> did, in that one movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, he, I mean, look, it's one of those matchups that you just can't get enough of. I think uh, Havoc versus the Stun is kind of suggested uh-huh. uh, now. But uh, we'll see if I can maybe uh, make that happen. <laughs> uh, I would love to do that, but I don't have a Havoc, and my Stun is more like a stew. Because it, uh, it's missing a few parts. Kujo, <laughs> buddy, speaking about the G.I. Joburg YouTube channel, you have launched the latest onslaught in the form of a very amusing video, which came out of nowhere, buddy. What the hell, hmm. man? Cobra Security Forces, what's it called? Uh, Well, I mean, that figure, it does have a pretty clean sculpt. You know, it's not bad looking. He just kind of found my it. hands in it. Totally superfluous dude that just kind of walks around and, you know, has passive-aggressive conversations with villains and stuff. 
I don't know. It, it seemed to, it kind of wrote itself. It, it took about all of one day, like when I shot it. So yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that much. Uh, no, dude, the the scripting is tight. Kujo, you have a fantastic mind when it's lucid, or may, maybe maybe when it's uh, altered. Maybe we're we're is. never seeing we're never seeing unaltered Kujo, and that's the beauty of it. Uh, because well, it's 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 when he's older, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man well look either way it's a thing of beauty uh it's a nice little snappy bit of repartee and a day in the life of what is an essential cobra personnel i mean <laughs> the amount of infiltrations that go down on cobra island those guys have their work cut out for them i'm sure they'll make a man. cameo here and there <laughs> yes indeedy that voice so- Jake, I've got a question for you, buddy. Uh, did you join the G.I. Joburg Facebook group when the uh, membership question was in place? I don't remember there being a membership question when I joined. Okay, I think perhaps I instituted it after you joined, because you are, of course, you know, from the old school. You're a stalwart from years back, so maybe maybe you missed it. But the question is, what is Duke's surname? <laughs> <laughs> and I've been sitting on this for some time now because I've got some Perla responses uh, in the past, <laughs> which I have now, now compiled into a best hits. So, ladies and gentlemen, for your listening pleasure, the following are actual responses to the membership question on the G.I. Joburg Facebook group. What is Duke's surname? Hauler. <laughs> <laughs> what is Duke's surname? No. <laughs> <laughs> what is Duke's surname? I don't know. At least it's honest. <laughs> what is Duke's surname? Duke. <laughs> <laughs> what is Duke's surname? Yes. <laughs> what is Duke's surname? Conrad S. What is Duke's surname? Huh. Okay. What is Duke's surname? Hawk. What is Duke's surname? Nukem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this one's this one's rich. What is Duke's surname? Duke is his code name. (laughs) Wow. Thanks, smartass. Oh, thanks, dude. (laughs) And this one, this guy even corrects himself incorrectly. What is Duke's surname? Channing Tatum. Jokes, Conrad. <laughs> oh, no, that's so close. Body foul. <laughs> what is Duke's surname? Hoser. <laughs> what is Duke's surname? Legal. What? What? Duke Legal. <laughs> what is Duke's surname? Look, guys, let's be fair. Uh, a lot of these folks, I don't think English is their first language. Um, but, but the last guy came right out and just said it. What is Duke's surname? I'm not sure. <laughs> Why then are you joining this group, pal? I mean, look, it takes all kinds, but it, one very brief internet search would probably yield the answer. This guy's like, he had the, the stones to just come up and say, I don't know, <laughs> leave it at that. Aggressively oh, casual. I know, right? <laughs> but anyways, it's... It's weird. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Because, like, if you get a snarky answer, I'm like, well, okay. Am I supposed to just let the floodgates open? Uh, but, you know, a lot of the time I'm just like, oh, whatever. 
join the fun, guys. <laughs> we need some more jokers like you. But anyways, I finally got that off my chest. Guys, the answer is Hauser. Oh, no, I... now, now you have to change. Really? The oh, All shit. All the people who listen to the podcast. <laughs> Get your ass to Mars. So I just want to, I just want to like swing this back a little bit. So Cooch, I just want to just check something. Your security guard is that a new toy? Well, I, I just kind of turned my life upside down. I had to pack up a house, so I started looking at a bunch of figures. So I, I kind of cherry picked some ones that I felt like I could just build some stories around. And he was kind of an odd pick. Which reminds me, happy birthday for a few days ago, Cooch. Yeah, very soon. Two days by my by my reckoning. Thank you. Damn. It's a very volatile time of the the year. It's summer solstice is tonight, guys. They had a solar eclipse uh, last night in India and in South Africa, actually. Yeah, I believe huh. so. I also, um, totally missed it. Um, and <laughs> nice. <laughs> sorry, but I mean, I'm like totally into stuff like that, and uh, you know, I always get the news about it like too late, and then I'm like, oh well, I would have liked to have seen that. Thank you, internet. Thank you, Astronomers Monthly Club that, I mean, just has a free subscription to their emailing service. Thanks, guys. You dropped the ball again, kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I missed that one, unfortunately. But, no, the reason I had to ask if you had a new toy is because I finally have a new toy. I actually ah, have two new toys. Wonderful. Two How's that possible? Toys. Through our lockdown, you managed to Dude, get toys. I, I, I'm just Through the post I'm office being shut down and whatever else. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, screw the post office. They don't, I've still got stuff sitting in the post office waiting to get in. Um, so two things that happened. The first one may not excite too many of our Joe fans, but it excites this Joe fan very much, is I got a Raphael from NECA's Ninja Turtles movie line, which I have been trying to get for almost, well, what is it, a year and a half now since I've, I heard that they were announced. And, uh, I love the Ninja Turtles movie, so I really wanted a Ninja Turtle toy representation of one of those characters. So I finally have one, and uh, it thankfully came my way. Uh, it, it came to me, should I say, by way of Toy Goblin, a, a local toy collector's group here in South Africa. Uh, we had uh, two of the guys on our, one of our episodes um, a while back. And yeah, it was just so cool that somebody on that uh, Facebook group had these toys. They actually had both, but I could only afford to get one. They had uh, Leonardo and Raphael, and I opted to take Raphael because he's my favorite. And I love his voice in the movie. So anyway, that's that's that. But for the Joe toy, dum-dum-dum, uh, a local seller had a mainframe, or has a mainframe, should I say, that is pretty much complete enough for me to consider having it in my collection because I have the the computer that he carries around and i believe i have his gun so but i don't have his backpack so frame doesn't have a gun no he doesn't hey no oh, it's dalton that i keep thinking that has a gun oh and it's also because the modern era comes with a gun as well that's why i keep thinking he's supposed to have a gun yeah he comes with a dalton gun doesn't he yes that's right yeah, <laughs> data that's frame I messed up data frame anyway so i've thankfully <laughs> i've got a mainframe coming to me on, on his way by way of uh, Och Please Daddy no not Och Please Daddy Withers Amusements uh, Stephen would know them knows him quite well um, so I'm very excited about that oh yes he's holding a battle android trooper for me he'll be holding that nice. for a long time <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't sell it <laughs> no he, he won't he's actually quite cool like that I've seen how he like treats people on the other toy groups he seems cool he seems cool 
<laughs> but I'm just excited I finally got a mainframe. It's like a stupid thing, but I just don't have mainframe. And I need mainframe for my MCC, man. Not that he's on the box art, but I still need him. You know. So anyway, so that was exciting for me. I got that. And then a little bit of G.I. Joburg toy acquisitions. Maybe a small update. I have ordered a full case of the new 6-inch G.I. Joes for G.I. Joburg to check out. But as Rob mm. mentioned, the current lockdown is obviously preventing them from shipping or doing anything. So uh, uh, so I only suspect that those things will get to me sometime in October, uh, with any luck. So just so you guys know, G.I. Joburg's got a case of those, and as soon as they land here, the South African portion of G.I. Joburg will certainly <laughs> do something. I don't know if it'll be worth doing a review, but I'll definitely do something with them. So. Oh, no, I was, I was just going to say, does that include the... Um... Destro, because I think Destro was announced last, wasn't he? Yes, it's got Destro, Snake Eyes, Scarlet, Roadblock, and Duke, which I'm oh, actually cool. quite happy with. Yeah, like, if you if you try to buy the figures individually, it actually worked out a little bit more than getting the case, so I just got the case, and I was like, I actually like the Roadblock sculpt, and I can live without his gun, and I have enough paint to make um, things right, and, you know, I really love that Snake Eyes that comes with the diorama that they did the sort of exclusive one, but... The single card release is actually a cooler toy. It's just got nicer paint apps, and it comes with better gear. Even though the other ones comes with all those swords and that awesome weapon rack, blah, 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 blah. I'm kind of happy with the one that's coming our way. Anyway, more on that when it actually arrives. <laughs> yeah, there are differences in the weapon loadout, as well as the, the fine details on the, the paint deco with Snake Eyes. Yeah. Some say that the yeah. the... the Mass retail release has better deco, but inferior weapons. Jake, do you have an opinion on the matter? Have you had any experience with the toys just yet? You know, I haven't had them in hand yet, but um, the weapons loadout is just phenomenal on the exclusive one. You know, I have one pre-ordered. I was one of the later pre-orders, so mine hasn't released yet. Uh, My Snake Eyes is supposed to be released july 1st so i'm assuming that mine's out of the supply they held back for sdcc you know and Mm -hmm. hopefully there'll be a few more of those available after that time and then i'm waiting on the other figures to actually pick up when i walk into a a local store oh Um, wonderful that experience of just physically buying a gi joe toy again that's mythical stuff man yeah, and so, I mean, the paint, man, you cannot beat that black, all black snake eyes with the changes in the matte black and the shiny black and the touches of red, mm-hmm. you know, but... You're not a fan of brown on your snake eyes, right? Well, I'm not a, I'm not a detractor of it. I'm not a, not a detractor, but uh, it's that all black is more my speed. Nice. And then... Those weapons are just insane that came with that online oh, exclusive. exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you can't get the exclusive, you're going to, you should be just as, you should be super happy with the loadout that comes on the retailer box. I mean, he comes with everything you need to fill all your pouches. You know, he's got a pistol, he's got a sword, he's got the backpack, you know. Yeah, you don't have the extra stuff, but you've got a fully loaded out Snake Eyes in all black. Yeah, exactly. Am I correct in assuming that it's a different pistol, though? It seems a little bit more sort of science fiction inspired, whereas the 
exclusive has very much more real world you know nine mil and uzi armament with an interchangeable uh suppressor i think the what they've done a side-by-side comparison on a lot of other sites and people who have gotten you know things in the exclusive is a more real weapon type of situation gotcha. because you know and then the the retailer is going to in the if you look at roadblock and scarlet and duke they all have blasters sure and the blasters mm-hmm. are less real world weapons and Say more blasters or blasphemy blast touche you know you can understand what they were trying to do in that you know those blasters look a lot like their nerf products yes absolutely so maybe we're gonna get some gi joe nerf blasters we're definitely getting those i'm sure oh we're dead yeah (laughs) seconded (laughs) and thirded yeah even if we're even if they didn't plan on it i'm sure there's some ones out there that we can paint and get them looking right speaking of blasters another strange weapon appeared on the internet recently and uh it belongs to none other than cobra commander who's Six-inch figure was also recently revealed in the last week. It was wallpapering the internet searches of all G.I. Joe fans. And I got to know, firstly, uh, Kujo, I'm going to let you ask the question about the blaster because I don't want to, that's that's not fair. That was totally your question. But I want to ask you guys, what do you think of that Cobra Commander? Both the, you know, let me try to, to inject my opinion here, both the darker blue version and the lighter blue version. There we go. They have equal amounts of sarcasm. Well, I like them both. Okay. I like them both. The The darker blue seems to be a bit more regal, you know, a mm-hmm. bit more ceremonial. And then the, I tell you what, that, that gold and the light blue, man, there's a huge contrast there, but there's something about it that just screams Cobra Commander from the cartoon, you know? Okay. But if you take away the gold strapping and just look at the the light blue with the dark blue patches and shoulder scales and everything, I think mm-hmm. that figure really works. And, you know, probably what I would try to do is swap out the secondaries. Okay. Put the silver and the black on the um, light blue and see how it looks. Okay, interesting. Yeah, you would get a weird. Uh, the silver is traditionally kind of a cold color, so you might get a bit of a, a a bit of a monochromatic figure that might lose a bit of the dynamism in the color, because you don't have that sort of interplay between a nice warm and cold sort of color scheme. But yeah, that would be cool. I mean, if you have the means to do so, why not? You know, check it out. Um, Cooch, you had some thoughts about <laughs> Cobra Commander's new release. First of all, Jake, since Cobra Commander is near and dear to you, what's your thoughts on the new take on his gun on the six inch? I think it's. Have you had a look at it? Interesting. Yeah, it's a really neat piece. You know, Mm -hmm. I it almost to me looks like an old front load musket type, you know, barrel load type pistol. Yeah, that makes sense with his getup. That's the way you're saying. I think you know it's more. It looks more ceremonial mm. than 
but then Cobra Commander has always been the experimental weapons guy. It looks old, but it's actually firing, you know, some kind of laser. You know, Cobra Commander wouldn't shy away from carrying something like that. I was going to say, like, if you had to put one word on it, I think I would lean towards Dooku. It's got a little bit of a curvature yeah, to it. Yeah, it does. It doesn't make sense for me with his angular designs. I think, like, if if I was just off the cuff, it would be nice to see his old school gun, but it fits into a slot on his his thigh. That would be a nice update rather than his back. That's that's all I thought. Uh, I don't love what's that term you guys use? Diaper crotch? Is is Cobra Commander <laughs> guilty of it right here? I'd say the lighter blues biggest crime is that it's probably a victim of the very clear photographs that we've been given but uh, for some reason in the lighter blue it makes the ab crunch joint very much more apparent Mm. yeah it's such a pretty tunic that uh, Mm. to have it broken up by that crunch you know the darker blue hides it a lot better in its dark hue but uh, diaper crotch, I don't know. Uh, it's it's not particularly egregious, I think. Um, it's it's quite a an impressive uh, camel toe of a crotch, <laughs> 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 but uh, not not diaper ish, I'd say. And Robo, what is your take on this thing? Well, it's it's interesting that they have brought out two completely different versions. I mean, you know, at least color wise, like this suggests very different settings that these characters would kind of fit into the colorful one is more like video game or more like animated i think mm-hmm. and then the darker one feels more realistic either way he kind of looks like a i don't know, like, like like a pirate which i think is kind of cool you know, with his boots <laughs> and the and the, the the kind of musket type gun that he has um he definitely feels like a pirate to me which i i, I don't know i think that's kind of cool uh, maybe they'll, they'll have an exclusive um gi joe or, or cobra um like a boat that can like fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Nice. They're Skiff. really exploring the sci-fi. Yeah, an airskiff or something. You know, he, it'll be his um, sail barge. I'm sure I'm not the first person <laughs> to say this on the internet, but uh, the silver pistol, it kind of makes him look like he's holding a fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just got a silvery dead fish in his hands. Um, yeah, it looks seems better to me involved. like a question that Kujo raised earlier on, and that's uh, what do you imagine Serpentor being armed with, apart from a snake? <laughs> and I would say that ornate gun kind of leans more into Serpentor's uh, stylings more than Cobra Commander's. I mean, obviously Cobra Commander mm. with a kind of like regal military battle dress. It would be more suited towards like a Luger pistol. But of course, they don't want to go with realistic arms with this line. We've established that long ago when the images of Roadblock were doing the rounds. So this is a this is an interesting direction to take it in. They must have a gag order on Hama because he's on the record on Netflix saying that if you don't portray it as war, it's... Uh... What are you, fetishizing violence? Okay, morally bankrupt. His mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. are morally bankrupt. Mm. That's what yeah. he said of that, yeah. What do you say? I don't know. What do you say to that? I don't know. Well, you say you got to move toys to the, the target market. And nowadays, real guns, for good or for ill, are not uh, fashionable, I guess. 
Um, once again, we raised the man's name. Bart Simon uh, posted that apparently Elmer Fudd's no longer illustrated with his shotgun in the Looney Tunes. Yeah, and people are pissed off about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So, how is he hunting Bugs Bunny, then? Wabbits. Uh, I guess he's <laughs> throttling those waskily wabbits now. Oh, that, that, that's, that's way less violent. <laughs> I don't way know. Using his snare, ripping their leg off, you know. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Fantastic. He's going all, like, Son of Sam on the damn thing. Um, oh, great segue, no. though, boys. I think it's time we get into the meat of this discussion. For the first Whoa. time, I think, since I can remember... There is a actual official G.I. Joe website. <laughs> I don't know when last this thing had been dusted off and given a lick of paint. Maybe as early as the Spy Troops era. But I yeah, think back exactly then, then I would only go to histank.com and yojo.com. Like, G.I. Joe.com was kind of nothing <laughs> happening dead end. But as you of could make your own G.I. Joe, though. Could you not? Sorry. As of yeah, you week. could like make it and you could color it in. <laughs> really? That was the thing? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so cool. But anyway, as carry of on. this week, it's all new. It's completely relaunched. Uh, it features a few interesting little doodads and, and unique new additions to the mythology. It obviously is a platform to promote new product, but it seems like G.I. Joe is being ramped up as an IP that Hasbro care about again, and they've really dusted mm. things off in perhaps a very unexpected way. I mean, you expect it to have some web presence, but you don't expect it to be something that is almost interactive in its approach. I mean, probably my favorite aspect is the dossiers section, but we'll get into that in a minute. I feel my man Jake is champing at the bit to have his say on G.I. Joe. I tell you what, it is it is a pretty pretty site from what we've seen, you know, just uh as you said, as with the dead end. And there's so much just on the landing page alone, there is so much art that you can unpack as you scroll down. Start with the, the classified image at the top, you've got the legacy image in the middle. Then you've got another classified image at the very bottom. And there's a lot of information that you can pull out of those three images alone, where we could be just talk about those for the next hour and a half. But, uh, do y'all see anything interesting in the, the art on the, that first picture on the homepage? I'm particularly looking at Duke. And it just seems like an Easter egg to me. He's wearing a, a G-Shock. <laughs> Is there an official licensed uh, Casio Duke watch? No, I, I don't know, man. I'm looking at his shoulder. It looks like that the bandolier. Oh, the Matrix of Leadership. The leadership. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It does, actually. <laughs> it looks like, you know, Optimus Prime gave a version to Duke, you know? Wow. G.I. Joe needs to light our darkest hour. <laughs> I mean, that's just something I, my eye came right to, you know, was that there's a little matrix of leadership there. And then the other thing I noticed is what color is Cobra Commander? He looks to be a little bit more of that lighter blue than that yeah. darker blue. With the gold accents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Interesting. 
And then the Baroness is a well-designed figure. The figure, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She looks really Let's good. put it this way. Based <laughs> on the front page, that little Cobra section, if the toy looks like that artwork on the Cobra section, then yes. I'm sorry, but if she looks like she does on the top page, on the landing page, then no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, I just cool. really cannot stand that face. But the outfit is pretty good. I mean, wow. Yeah, to each his own, but my word. I think the artwork, uh, I I at least hope that the key artwork for her design comes from that really beautifully illustrated piece with her with the Red Ninjas in front and Destro by her side and the Alley Vipers behind her. Because that's that's the Destro, I mean, that's the Baroness we deserve. (laughs) It's about time. The thing is, I mean, the the artwork is, is quite unified in a lot of sections of the website, but also, I mean, especially on those bio pages, it's they have pulled that art from wherever they could find it. Mm. Which is interesting. I mean, they they must have uh, I don't know artist renditions of these characters, but they have taken these pictures from everywhere. I mean, there's original file card mm-hmm. images like with the um, barbecue, there's images from the comics like Chuckles, um, Covergirl. I mean, that's definitely a J. Scott Campbell image. Comic book artist. Right? No, no, no. Actually, slow down. You you would think it's J. Scott Campbell, but it's actually our good man John Royal. Oh, is it? Johnny. Oh goodness. Okay. Yeah, it's our good man John Royal. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's that badass. Okay, <laughs> he's that badass, i got to say. I want to see more of his art now. But, <laughs> yeah, t- right? But there's definitely, I mean, they're all... Book. Whoa, <laughs> Black Book version. What are we up to now? 4.5? Yes. Are we there yet? <laughs> all right, okay, we're getting there, we're getting there. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool that they've, yeah, that they've put a lot of effort into this. And it's, I think it's a growing thing. I think a lot of people apparently have spotted little mistakes and things, and so over time they are definitely improving the site. I mean, when was this launched? In the last week or so? Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, and apparently, I mean, there are improvements as they go along. They are actually kind of like figuring out, okay, we've made a mistake here, let's fix this. I think um, a YouTube video I watched, um, was it Full, Full Force? Oh, yes. Thanks, Diagnostic. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> they pointed out um, that the Desert Scorpions picture was wrong. <laughs> mm, it, was, mm. it was like a completely different character. And I've seen now, uh, I think I looked earlier, um, they have fixed that. It has different artwork now. So either they're watching Full Force or they are themselves realizing, oof, we made we made a mistake. Mm. Yeah. So better they couldn't use some of Mike Thompson's art. Anyway, carrying on. Well, other than the Robolack, you're right. I mean... Mike Thompson's art was just so beautiful for the POC and the ROC stuff. Totally. And then I'm glad that they called him back for the roadblock because you can you can just look at it and tell that that's his art with the way the light is and the shape of the head. It's just that roadblock is rendered beautifully. And little side note, he's been showing that guy's so talented. He's been showing that printing that whole 3D model mm. that he designed. If y'all haven't checked cool. it out, you might not go to his uh, Facebook page and you can see where he's been working on that Hulk for years, but he's finally printing it out as a 3D model. Yeah, it's a good yeah. project. Um, if you want to do 3D printing and stuff, it's it's a good it's good to have a project to to move towards as well. But yeah, coming back to the to the website. Um, so I I find that a lot of guys on the internet are speculating. I think it's actually also hoping that the G.I. Joes shown here are actually going to be figure releases within the six-inch line. I mean, obviously, there's an image here of Duke, 
got Duke already, we've got Rhodey already, and we've got Snake Eyes and Scarlet. So, yeah, that leaves us with a possible Stalker in our future, a Flint, a Rock and Roll, a Jinx, just to name a few. Gung Ho is on the landing page, done up in the same style. Deco. Yo, Gung Ho is confirmed. Apparently, there is a Gung Ho figure coming out. Yeah. Good, good. It's a good looking outfit. I mean, it's it's taking the the same shade of blue and just embellishing it with a lot of tech. You know, Mm. it's Gung Ho for the 21st century. (laughs) Because that (laughs) kind of like bare bones Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos. Like it's so hot. I've got my shirt open, kind of. I mean, it works in that setting, and it's been strained before to things like Arctic warfare. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. But with it teched out like this, it it's kind of sells it a bit harder as, like, practical outfit for a mission. Thank God he brought the lint shaver to the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I, I mean, just looking at, like, just the, the, the Joe roster... I gotta say, like for me personally, uh, one of the only real gaps here uh, is is Tunnel Rat for me. That's for me personally. But I think this is a damn cool roster of of Joes. Like we've got some very cool characters here, and some very like I don't want to say very obscure characters, but we have got some characters that sort of lean to the more obscure sort of military specialties, like sci-fi and uh, barbecue, barbecue. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> I'd say the uh, biggest hole for me is Ace. Mm. Like, a just as, pilot, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Flint's a helicopter pilot, and while Bill's a helicopter pilot, uh, I think Stalker's been known to handle the controls of a whirly bird from time to time. But we're missing um, like, I, I don't ever expect a, a Sky Striker in the six-inch scale, but like, Ace is kind of a cornerstone as like pilot numero uno. But hey, maybe mm. Wild Bill just steps up to the plates a little bit more. Looking through that Joe roster, and if we went with what which figures traditionally came with, what Wild Bill came with a helicopter, so here's our air vehicle pilot. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the only other, and then Covergirl came with the, the Wolverine, so there's our land vehicle. So hopefully that means we're getting some kind of small air vehicle and some kind of small land vehicle. Because there's been argument back and forth over that and kind of hints from Hasbro that, you know, if it's the right size, they might do something. And those Mm -hmm. two would give us like a Skyhawk or a Ghost Hawk or Mm -hmm. a All Striker. Or a Fang. Or a Fang. (laughs) No, yeah. Yeah. Just something <laughs> that size at the six inch level would be possible. And does it look like Covergirl's on a motorcycle anyhow? Yes, it does. Yeah, that'll be cool to see Covergirl on a motorcycle. That'll be a cool. I mean, the Marvel stuff. I I think there's Marvel motorbikes for the six inch figures. When I say Marvel motorbikes, like a, correct me if I'm wrong, but they did like a bike for Wolverine and stuff. Oh, loads, man. Ghost Rider as well comes with. I was bike. just in a comic book store today, and and yeah, Ghost Rider. They were they were selling a cosmic Ghost Rider, who had a mm. kind of space bike. Whoa. That looks so cool, man. Yeah, that's that's Punisher. That is basically the the new Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. well. Cosmic yeah. Ghost Rider. And he's riding yeah. the space waves. Yeah, that looks so cool. I'm actually done with that. It's such a metal cover and such a synthwave thing. 
Captain America yes, came with a World War II bike. Yeah, yes, that's true. So they've definitely done smaller vehicles, um, and yeah, mm. I think it does suggest that we might get a land vehicle and a and an air vehicle as long as it's not too big. I think yeah. yeah, six inch six inch is difficult to kind of do nice sized vehicles, and I think with the six yeah. inch line, I think definitely the vehicle enthusiasts like Stephen are definitely gonna um, are gonna be at a loss. I really yeah. don't think we're gonna get cool cool like proper. You know, the, the the range that we got with the three and three quarter inch line. Well, hopefully they make up for that with um, you know consistency with the figure line, with making the, the 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 toys cool. Maybe maybe we can expect a builder figure thing in the future. Maybe it's like a builder vehicle. Some of these might come with a part for a vehicle, and then you can assemble a vehicle. I don't know. That's wishful thinking, but I wouldn't put it past them. These are the same guys who made the toys for Fortnite, and Fortnite comes with a lot of that kind of stuff. You know, diorama parts, etc. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the second wave or the third wave of these figures come with like some kind of boulder vehicle or boulder weapon or something. As a comic book guy, I would love to see Stalker come with a jump jetpack. Yes, mm. sir. Hey. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Ain't no lie. I love to fly. <laughs> no, but I, but that's something that is just great to have with Stalker anyway. I mean, when they re-released uh, Stalker for the twenty-first, we got his uh, we got the jump. So that was, I'm hoping that they carry on that tradition with this new line. That would be great. I'm sorry, and I'm, I'm just actually checking out all of these Cobra guys, and I'm, <laughs> I don't know why they don't have Mindbender here. Where is Dr. Mindbender? There are a few interesting uh, omissions, shall we say. Mm. But uh, something that, that, an Easter egg that popped up to me, perhaps because maybe, maybe I'm, I've, I've still got a bit of a, a legal mind, is the fact huh? that they've done away with at least on the website, maybe the products will be a different story, but it feels like they've pulled in the copyrights on these names because there's no more Sergeant Stalker or Agent Helix or Dreadnought Ripper. Uh, It's also nice that Hawk is Hawk is Hawk. This is a kind of a running argument that I've had for a number of years now, and that is I hate giving him his rank in his code name. The rank attaches to his file name, but he is Hawk. Hawk is his code name. There is no indicated rank because he was Hawk when he was a colonel. He's still Hawk when he is a general. It's Hawk. <laughs> Calling yeah, him well. General Hawk makes no sense to me. Or General anyway. Tomahawk. Or... Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's like they've pulled in all these these kind of alternate code names that they've had to rely on in the past. And you know, I mean, we spoke about it earlier on in this podcast. In fact, mainframe having to change to data frame which is just mm. daft. He's mainframe again. Well, so we hope, if he gets added to the roster. And that's one little little observation that I'd like to throw into the cauldron. Does anyone else have any Easter eggs that popped up to them? Well, actually, just something to say with what you just said now. I, uh, at the request of one of our members on Facebook, I did a CG Python Patrol, or a Crimson God oh. Python Patrol t-shirt, like kind of a cosplay-style t- t-shirt, so as if you're wearing the CG's um, shirt, and it's got the, you know, but it has no Cobra insignia on it, and it had no, nothing to allude to the fact that it was actually somebody that belongs to Cobra. I even designed my own um, Hawk, uh, like, Falcon-style pin for the, for the Cobra, uh, for the Crimson Guard, because, you know, it's a detail you can't really see well on the toy, and there's like five or six different versions of it on various artworks on the internet, so I just made my own. And within 30 minutes of me putting that up on Teespring to make it available for everybody, 
they pulled it down. They gave me a copyright notice. So Hasbro is definitely pulling in their trademarks and is definitely uh, securing a lot of their mm. brand and a lot of their brand identifiers. I must say, I'm, as things develop, uh, I'd like to see what happens to the rest. Or when I say I like to, I prefer that they overlook the rest because the rest of the artworks that I've done are more sort of aligned to fan art. But uh, I'm surprised of all the things that they've pulled. That was the that was the design that they tripped on, and they were like, "Nope, you can't sell that." So I promptly removed <laughs> our Techno Viper mug from there as well because that actually has a full-on Cobra symbol on it. So yeah, uh, I I can't say I've seen any other Easter eggs uh, other than the fact that my my CG shirt was pulled down. But I am hopeful that we get a Ali Viper that looks like the one on the website. Because I really, really like that design. I think it looks very sexy. I think a lot of our listeners support that that statement. Agreed. It finally puts an optic into the face shield. So it no longer is just the kind of, with the blast shield down, I can't see a thing. How am I supposed to fight? It's no longer that situation. <laughs> it's, you know, we it's finally definitively have an answer as to how the Ali Viper sees when that thing is down. 30 years later, they finally fixed it. Hey? Yeah, good. Well, <laughs> to, to set the ball rolling, this is the kind of detail that I kind of passed over this stuff because I think innately as G.I. Joe fans or maybe just as fans of like games like Top Trumps, we love stats. We love number values attaching to our characters. We love the kind of video game quality that it gives our roster. Because just like, you know, an episode of Mask, you want to select the agents best suited for this mission. And so GIJO.com has given us these values, uh, whether it be armor, light weapons, heavy weapons, fixed wing pilots, rotary wing pilot, vehicle specialties, black market deals. Awesome. Yeah, they've definitely spent a lot of time on this aspect of the website. Where they're kind which, of assigning, yeah, these kind of like roles. Which is super cool, wouldn't you say, Rob? I think it's pretty awesome. I think there was a point where, was it for G.I. Joe? I can't remember. But I remember we did spend, what was with Marvel characters? I can't remember. No, it was no, G.I. Joe. No, it was G.I. Joe, bro. I was. still have those cards. We made <laughs> Top Trump's cards where we gave G.I. Joe's sort of stat values. Yeah, we did. We even had a third faction. We, we included the October Guard to mix things up. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's so cool to be able to get back to that. But I mean, obviously, this it's a huge aspect that they kind of want to move forward with. But it's mm. also an aspect that they're still developing. I mean, like I said before, like with the Desert Scorpion, there's obviously lots of changes and, and development they're going to have to do with these roles. Because some of the roles, to me, don't feel right yet. <laughs> I mean, someone like um, Firefly, you, you, you'd expect to be under um, uh, sort of explosives role. It, he's not under <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm like, but he does explosives. That's like his thing. He does, you know, he blows, he blows stuff up. And then True. other interesting ones like um, the bat being an environmental specialist. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> what means. environment but... that is. Multiple exactly. environments, perhaps. Uh, he can work on the moon. Probably because they have specified, well, not specified, but they've kind of diversified. There are environmental specialists specifically for jungle, night, space, urban, and desert. But like ah. the bat itself is just a general environmental specialist. And it's a hand-to-hand combatant as well. And good at siegecraft. 
But it is sure. cool. I mean, I think this aspect is is awesome, and I like mm. that they're they're born on Cobra Island. <laughs> you know, what uh, me about the bat is that yeah, me and my hopeful and being a super bat fan and a bat troop builder, I'm gonna get a jungle bat. I'm gonna get an Arctic bat. I'm gonna get a, a space bat. I'm gonna get. You know, a night bat. Candy bat. Every <laughs> single one. <laughs> I also have a bit of a weakness for that. <laughs> so. Even at six inch, I'll take one of each or three of each, whatever I can afford to get, you know. With all of these stats and uh, with the, the sort of decode the classified files kind of vibe that they've got here, I just got this feeling that we're going to get sort of playing cards, or should I say character or data cards that are going to come with this with the retro line i've got a, a feeling about that and i think that's going to tie into some kind of board game or something that they're going to want to do with these toys going forward <clears throat> and the reason i say specifically with the retro line because i think they're, they're calling it a retro line but i think it's going to be these same designs actually scaled down i don't think we're going to uh, okay that's actually not fair to say i don't know if I, <laughs> it's it's I don't know if the retro line is going to be like Star Wars' retro line, where they're going to redesign the old designs again, a la 25th modern era, etc. I think we're going to get a hybrid, is what I'm saying. I think we're going to get a hybrid of what we see in the 6-inch with articulation and whatever's from the retro line. But because the toys are smaller, I suspect we might get a card or something with stats on, and I think they're going to encourage players or the the uh, kids or guys who buy these things to use an app to play some kind of game or to do something like that um because well, <clears throat> i i think that kind of really issues the term retro then if it yeah. has all these bells and whistles and if the designs follow on from something that was released in 2020 how is it retro well you see that's the thing like if you look at star wars they have a retro line as well Yes, it's like repackaging nostalgia. It's the five yeah. POAs, only slightly changed from their initial release in 1978. Completely the right. Yeah, the cards yeah. are the same print, but like <laughs> distressed. I mean, they like the they kind of mess with the edging on the cards. Like they print actual like rubs and bends. It's older than it looks. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it looks worn and stuff, right? Yeah. So, no, yeah. no, you, you're 100% right. It just depends on wh- how they're defining retro. Yeah. But then the Mandalorian figure is considered part of the Star Wars vintage collection. Yes, well, Star Wars has that kind of two tiers. Like, vintage collection mm. are essentially Star Wars' 25th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. But you know, of it's, a new it's, character. It's, yeah, the yeah. updated articulation, uh, design, sculpts, paint applications, you know, they're the... As, as technically gorgeous as they can get figures at that scale you know b- mm. before the black series but then the retro collection was something different to the vintage collection in that it was not trying to be a modern toy it was trying to encapsulate as it was back in the day and then so, add grandma off talking no mix. you're right no no that is that is 100 percent. but like if you look at the because this is new on bbts now as well with these figures with the listings and if you look at the Mandalorian's vintage description, for example, they actually say vintage-inspired packaging with original Kenner and Disney branding, and then it features the premium design, and it's a new character. So that's kind of what tips me off to the G.I. Joe stuff. Having the retro line is going to follow all of those earmarks. It's going to have this vintage packaging. 
but it's going to have newer designs for the characters for the toys. That's All right. that's at least that's my theory based on on this evidence. You know what I mean? And like, of course the yeah, you know the, the six million dollar question: <laughs> mm-hmm. How will they be constructed? We have the technology. We can rebuild him. What what are they building these out of? Everybody wants O-ring, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to use a similar kind of build to what they've done with either uh, the the Fortnite stuff or what's already available with Star Wars. Because I think there's a safety issue when it comes to O-rings now. Ooh, it's the first I've heard of that. I hear prohibitive cost a bit, but safety issue? Well, the thing is, like, I don't know, uh, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I don't want to say kids have gotten dumber. But what I do want to say is, is that companies are more careful about toys that can break easily. Uh, and so an O-ring uh, presents a choking hazard if some kid's playing with it and pulls the toy apart somehow. Weird things have happened, you know. And also, a company also suffers from the whole, okay, so now this kid has broken the toy, now the mom gets irate and she returns the toy um, to the store. It's not like the 80s and 90s where our parents were like, well, you broke it, now you're getting the belt. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm going to poke a little hole in that argument by saying, like, modern G.I. Joe construction and accessories got far finer and far smaller than O-Ring Joe. I mean, you can pull a modern era's uh, hand out without too much effort. I'd say with, with less effort than pulling a uh, you know, rubber band apart. And that piece is definitely a choking hazard. Uh, let's not get as far as uh, Lowlight's bullets. Like, it's obvious that these are not intended for kids. But yeah. I, I, I take your point. I mean, you've definitely thrown your hat into the ring in terms of construction. Does anyone have a contrasting opinion? I mean, Jake, do you, do you also believe that these will be no-ring-style figures? Or do you think they will really try and corner that retro experience? I was listening to, to the arguments being made, and I picked up. I have my... Fortnite uh, Havoc figure laying here, you know, who is the Firefly, you know, looking figure. And I was just looking at the design of it and thinking, you know, it's got a swivel waist. It's got the legs. It's got all the motion there. And then it's got a chest cut. And so it's got everything that an O-ring would have. So I can see it going either way. I would, as a G.I. Joe collector, I want to see an O-ring retro line. That's what I want. But if they're not going to do O-rings, they can do a pretty good approximation, you know, with solid joints. As a father of a two-year-old who, man, I want to hand as many of these toys to when he gets just a little bit older, the the metal T-bar and the the o-ring itself i could see him hurting you know pulling it until it snaps you know he's a little destructive machine and i don't know all these companies are are leery of being sued especially if they sell in the u.s and so that's why we don't get perfect representations of the o-rings and things like that because somebody somewhere put their eye out you know, mm-hmm. the crotch broke off, the rubber band flung it into their eye. It was major blood. Yeah. <laughs> he was the first one to get hurt. 
Paul, it seems your argument has some grounds then that uh, yeah, there is a safety concern. As a parent, I don't want my child to be injured. As a collector, I don't want to lose my O-ring, so I'm kind of at odds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would definitely lean more towards modern construction because, I mean, it's easier with the production lines and stuff that they've got going now. That and then the safety measures. Um, I would like it to be you know, properly retro O-ringed, but I think if they do that, they're going to have to actually make them collector's items they would i don't think they'd go to walmart or kmart or wherever um and they'd mm. probably be more expensive you wouldn't find them in toy stores um, because you have mm. to make sure that they're definitely marked as not for kids and then you're no. not going to hit that wide market and that's not what hasbro hasbro they produce toys you know for a very wide, wide age range so they're trying to hit as many people as possible they're not just about collectors necessarily yeah. My observation with the reissue Transformers, which have been doing the rounds, I mean, they've been doing the rounds for decades now, like reissue G1 Transformers, it's nothing new. But mm-hmm. they certainly have paved the way for this approach that was then adopted by Star Wars and most recently, I think, by the Ghostbusters, you know, yeah. bring out the <laughs> old school Ghostbusters again for everyone to enjoy. I imagine, teen- yes, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did a, a, a gift set as well with the four original Turtles, albeit slightly... The repackage, which I'd love to get. I'll bet yeah. you would. No, dude, the originals <laughs> are better, man. But anyways, that's besides the point. I guess availability and price is what it comes down to. But the point I wanted to make about the reissue G1 Transformers is that those are certainly complex toys. They have chrome parts. They have metal parts. They are made up of multitudes of parts which is true of modern transformers as well maybe not in terms of the different materials i mean they don't have rubber tires anymore but my point is maybe they're pitched to an older child anyway but these reissued transformers were being sold alongside their new school um uh Contemporaries or whatever. Contemporaries, thank you, Jesus, brain fart. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn. Words. It's late. Yeah, it's early. Uh, <laughs> but they they were definitely sharing self shelf space with uh, the the modern Transformers. So I don't know if I take that point. Hmm. That they're sort of you need a license to drive an O-ring, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, uh, like it could also just be something as simple as Hasbro doesn't want to import O-rings or doesn't want to buy O-rings from a supplier, and that's why they don't want to do it. It could be as simple as that. It could be all about the bottom line, which more often than not it is, and maybe that's just something that they don't want to go for. What size are the foot pegs? We have no idea. Probably doesn't even have foot pegs. <laughs> if you're calling it a retro collection, in spite of what their construction might be, if they can't use the foot pegs on a retro vehicle, once again, I'm going to say that's another strike against it being called a retro collection. I'm like, hmm. eh. And also, if the scaling favors the 25th anniversary over vintage O-ring, and by virtue of that, the new sculpt era, which is a dirty word in most of our mouths, but at the same time, like they didn't stray from the foot peg size and the figure scaling. Whereas yeah. it was a very telling image that was posted around about the same time the 50th anniversary Leatherneck was being produced and Gung Ho was being produced, where we had essentially the four-inch scale G.I. Joe figures who were taller than sergeant savage 
which were, you know, de facto larger scaled figures than classic G.I. Joe. Mm. You know, you had these guys dwarfing even Sergeant Savage figures, which, you know, by their own admission, step outside the scaling of the, the, the classics. So the scaling just started running away from itself. And I remember, Rob, you and I did this when we were first considering buying the 25th anniversary figures. We were like <laughs> looking at generalsjoes.com and fortunately, every time Generals Joes did a review, he would take the 25th anniversary and have it side by yeah, side match with, it up its, with, the vintage, with its yeah. vintage counterpart. You would always be like, hmm, looks like Duke's a lot taller than his, his original. But Snake Eyes and, and Storm Shadow, they're, they're more or less you know, the same size. So let's get those ones. <laughs> let's get figures that don't look out that of place. That are closer, that work more with the vintage, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it just makes the most sense in terms of vehicle compatibility and just looking like you're not a giant among dwarves. Mm-hmm. Sucks when you dwarf roadblock. Let me book in the uh, website conversation unless anybody had any more salt. Uh, it's weird to me that Destro doesn't have any leadership stats. But that's just one of those nuggets that there, there's lots of nitpicks with this website. But I think <laughs> I think as we get more time with the website to like read all the little bios and things, I think we can definitely revisit the website with a more deep dive at some point. Bakujo, you want to bookend us? All yours. Yeah. I would just say this that uh, Hasbro, you got Televipers on us. Good. I, th- <laughs> I think it's a clean website. It's good that you removed the patriotic colors from GI Joe. Probably clash with the background. You know, good choice. Oh, yeah, jeez, the red, white, and blue is gone. The international heroes, dude. It's yeah. always white. Mm, guys, <laughs> details. Um, I think uh, the drop-down menu, this is one thing we can learn from 2020. Sustainability. Like, you guys got an amazing community. You got people like Plastic Battles. You got Mike Vegas. You got Nate Mylar. People are just dying to take pictures of these new figures. Get them on your site. Make a community button. Get the podcast on there. Yeah, I know we run hot, but we ain't going nowhere. So I think that's that's all that's missing is build, a, build from within. Like, we got so many good artists in G.I. Joe. Don't rest on that old art. Throw somebody 50 bucks, get a new piece of artwork. That's all. Yeah. It looks clean. It looks clean. Yeah, you could actually have a forums page on, on, on the website. You could definitely oh. do that. Don't you run the risk of just, like, creating a, a troll bridge? No, for sure. I mean, mm. people can go crazy with that. I mean, I think forums in general are more are more likely to be found on websites that have communities built in, you know, like, like video game stuff, that sort of thing. But I think, I mean, a toy brand can definitely have forums. But, I mean, it, this is more the official, pet, you know, face of what they're trying to present as G.I. Joe now. You know, the international team, the uh, the criminal organization they're fighting against. Yeah, they're not terrorists. <laughs> Final word on the six-inch Cobra Commander. If there's no red triangle on the belt buckle. I knew it. I was <laughs> waiting for Kujo to say that. And also, just by extension, uh, if anybody's curious, I heard about Smash. the news of this website from IGN.com. Ah, yeah, so if you guys are not familiar with IGN, uh, Stephen, I don't know if you are, but that's the video gaming site. Well, they're video gaming and pop culture news site. They're like the biggest. But that's where I heard about the news of the new website. So Hasbro is definitely switching on G.I. Joe. I mean, they are seriously, they're starting up the machine. And then just uh, the last thing in closing, I'm glad there's a G.I. Joe website. For too long, we have only had very nice core websites. 
and it's good to have a good G.I. Joe website. Even though it's not the Definitely. best, I'm glad it's there. I'm glad that the brand is being represented, and um, I'm excited to see what Hasbro does. You know, I will still continue to finish my original O-Ring collection, though, but I'm excited to see some of these new toys because, yeah, I'm a sucker for toys. Big, big sucker for toys. Hell yeah, suck them toys. Exciting times all around, man. Hell yeah. Also really upset that none of the toy kingdoms in this country have the Voyager class of Megatron and Optimus Prime from the Siege line. Damn it, from Earthrise. Because they're really cool toys. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you corrected yourself to Earthrise because Siege Megatron was the biggest shelf warmer I saw on all my travels. Like, <laughs> I could not give that figure away. Which is a yeah. pity. It's Megatron, but... Uh, it just didn't do anything exciting with the deco. It was like a gray figure. Mm. Gray. Yeah. Didn't pop, man. Bring back the chrome, <clears throat> baby. Bring back the chrome. Ah, Jake, what about your copious notes, man? Have we made a dent in them? I know oh, yeah. you love to do some show prep. Uh, what do you want to hit us with? No, no, we hit everything I wanted to talk about with the topics that we were talking, you know, that we discussed, I just, you know, the website is generating excitement, the retro line, which hopefully we'll hear about more about soon. Um, we'll start seeing it in stores. I mean, yeah, Joe, this, you know, 2020 has been a shit year, pardon my expression, up to this point. Kill you, bro. But at least it looks like it's going to be an exciting G.I. Joe year. And we have that to look forward to for the second half of the year, if we can all make it that far. Let's, you know, we, we're picking apart the website, but my God, we have a website. <laughs> exactly. <Yes>. Amen. <laughs> That's the important thing. Yeah. No, exactly. Jake, thanks for being such a damn cool guest on the show, man. Yeah. Like, we had no actual live chat up to this point. You came on, and you're an absolute wonder. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you all for having me. And happy Father's Day. Thank you so yeah, much. And th thanks to your wife for letting you be on the show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. It's Father's Day. You get a pass. <laughs> well, hopefully you won't have to wait till the next Father's Day to hear you again. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I just want to know what happened to the murder hornets. You know, are they going to make a, re a reappearance in Season 3 of 2020? Because... You know, I'm really worried. Why put them in the plot? You know, and that's me quoting the internet. <laughs> well, they're starting from the the West Coast and moving my way, so I'm sure Cujo will see them before I do. Yeah. <laughs> we Apparently they don't Cujo, like slow. You know they're on their way. That's all I can tell you. Oh, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're then you're safe. fine. <laughs> I think spots. people are going to start stockpiling like tennis rackets to fight those things off. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a it'll be a goodie. Next six months should be lively. <laughs> this is what I have for closeout. I did pre-order an Evercade, um, so if you guys want to get on on that, I think it's like a hundred USD. Basically, it's a handheld retro system that you can plug into your TV. And here's how it ties into my ever-going Black Book project. It's open source. And one thing that I always wanted to do on another medium was a level called Escape from the Tower. I think I'm going to design uh, that game. So if you're looking to get a retro handheld, it's got some great buzz around it. Uh, the Evercade's looking pretty neat. That's a nice Father's Day gift right there. <laughs> 2021. Nice. 
if we make it. Retro gaming. Though I learned today that uh, Australia has their Father's Day in September. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's like Mother's Day in, the, well, in Britain, busy. I think, isn't it? Different, isn't it? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. get busy, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, right on. I'll see what I can do. Uh, September is about a few months away. No signs as of yet, boys. But uh, <laughs> And on the topic of gaming, one of the latest YouTube vids that G.I. Joburg published was a wonderful guided tour through Scott Gilmore's Armor 3 mod, the Fight for Freedom mod. We did a video in October... Uh, where we just added commentary on a demonstration. Well, this time we actually have the creator along for the ride, and he shows us some incredible stuff. Uh, mm. And I hope I'm not giving away too much of the game, but he's got a playable, workable whale and tomahawk. <laughs> so check out the G.I. Joburg YouTube channel for that, to see Paul and Steve agog at these incredible new contraptions that are now playable in the Armor 3 mod. That was amazing. I want a skin. Let's all get skins. We'll be one of those NPCs just wandering around. (laughs) Oh, man. Anybody else got any closes? Or shall we tie this one up with a nice little bow? And arrow. Bow it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, interestingly, Lady J's got a higher arrow score than Scarlet's. Yeah. Ooh! Because you use a Totally. <laughs> and they have more MacGuffin equipment preloaded. <laughs> nice. Flint, get the arrow that what makes a little bubble the and <laughs> get the, the jig yeah. shark repellent arrow. Oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> Wild <laughs> times, boys. Jake, once again, thanks for jumping on, brothers. Uh, GI Joe book. We are back. And better than ever, just like G.I. Joe. Excellent. It's been a blast, G.I. Joburg 174, coming at you. My name is Steven, and take care of you and yours, guys. We are out.